Fire Show, presented by Cubby Sports Bar and Grill, a Brookings original, and your Jackrabbit headquarters. Also brought to you in part by First Bank and Trust, because everyone should play hard and bank easy. And by Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at Sanford Health. Health lives here. Now, here is your host, Tyler Merriam. Hi, friends, and welcome inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for another week of the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show. We're talking football with the number one team in the FCS, 7-1 and one South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits matching their longest win streak of the Division I era on Saturday with a 49-35 win over then number 20 North Dakota. Hi, friends, Tyler Merriam alongside head coach of SDSU, John Stigelmeyer and we have to begin with this because I asked you after the game what your halftime speech was, and you said it was the same as last week. So I've been flooded with people who want to know, can we move the halftime speech to the pregame speech for this Saturday in Hobo Day against Indiana State? It, it wouldn't fit, so we, got, <laughs> we have to play poorly for me to say the things I say. So, but what Can a, we play the second half, the first half like we played the second half, and then follow it up? I think we can. Well, let's talk about the fact that your team has dealt with a lot of adversity the last two weeks, falling behind on the road, and to deal with all of that, the atmospheres, et cetera, that's not easy to do, and to do it in back-to-back weeks must make you incredibly proud. I'm very proud of our program. I'm proud of the guys that, that prep not knowing they're going to play, and then all of a sudden they're playing a ton of plays and doing very well. That's a mentally tough young man that works hard with the, with the hope he gets on the field and we had a bunch of those guys this last game. Uh, we have such a mature football team. Uh, it, it just, it's humbling to be around those guys. They're, they're elite uh, student-athletes. And what's interesting, we talk about them being mature, and yet you've had 20 different starters on defense. You have every week something it seems to uh, occur, which is not unique to your team. A lot of teams deal with injuries. You've dealt with them a lot this year. And whoever it is that needs to step up has stepped up. And, and regardless of who you've put in, They've risen to the occasion, which goes back to what you've said so many times. You believe in everybody on your roster, and they're backing that up this year. Yeah, well, you have to do that. uh, There's a lot of programs that, uh, as I watch from a distance, you know, they talk about they're they're disappointed they have to play a non-scholarship guy or they have to play their second-string guy. And that, that young man will never be as good as he can be when he hears that statement or he feels that from his coach. And so I learned a long time ago as an educator, look at people, uh, believe in them, look at them like they're going to be All-Americans, road Scholars, whatever it is, and then you, they, you treat them like that, and then you get the best out of them. It's hard to manage the emotions of a game like that on Saturday, and yet your team is so even-keeled. It's 14 nothing. UND's got the ball. It's feeling when you're watching the game like UND's a big play from really putting you in a tough spot, and Dyshawn Gales makes the pick six. Not only is that a pivotal play, then as he's running off the field, he's trying to calm everybody else down like, hey, we're still down seven. There's a long way to go. What a statement that is for him. Yeah, again, maturity, uh, huge play. You know, if, if you're not focused, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're worrying about being 14 points behind, you don't make that play. You know, you, you're, you're, you're distracted. You're on your heels. And so Dyshawn's one of those guys I'm talking about. Just He's a great student athlete that's a great leader. And uh, we had a number of guys, uh, three, one in the locker room, two on the sidelines, bring their respective guys together, talk about – you know, playing within themselves, you know, focus, all that stuff. These aren't coaches. These are players. And so, again, an elite group. 
the good and the bad of the health side of things for you. The good, certainly. Tucker Craft comes back on Saturday and makes a huge impact. Yeah, Tucker's a, a special player. and I'm not, I don't think he was 100%, honestly, for that game, but he was healthy, and he'll get that much better, or not better, but healthier this, this week, and he plays with confidence and, and has the ability to make big plays. Didn't have Isaiah Davis. He was unable to go on Saturday. You lose Adam Bach in the first series, and that's a guy who, again, is so valuable to your defense. You hate to lose any guy, but particularly somebody like Bach. You know, for me, it, because we had guys step up, I'm impressed and excited about that. I'm disappointed for Adam. I'm not disappointed for a football team. I'm disappointed for Adam because he's such a good football player. He's on some award lists worthy of that. Uh, a great leader, a great playmaker. So for just himself... He's worked so hard. That's what disappoints me the most. Uh, any future prospects on Davis or Bach and where they're at right now? Uh, Bach, we're not. He, he went to the doctor. He goes to the doctor tomorrow, and then Davis is not there yet. All right. Well, we'll find out more as we go along here, obviously, on the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show. A few things to hit up here before we wrap up segment number one. We want to talk about who's coming up on the show. I have a couple of special guests along for the ride. Yeah. We're going to head start up with uh, – uh, Coach Jimmy Rogers, linebacker coach, defensive coordinator, get him back to his position group, and then uh, follow up with the best uh, part of that duo, Landon Wolf, a wide receiver. Throwing darts already here, uh, man. You can follow up with that in your interview. Uh, there, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. We want to hit our affiliate of the week, KXLG 99.1 FM in Watertown. And uh, uh, what a, a great supporting group of Jackrabbits we have, just 45, 45 miles north of here in Watertown. Yeah, and Watertown's a, a great community for South Dakota State. And, the, and then for the Arrows, they really support sports up there, so I know it's important to have access to sports on the radio, so I appreciate those guys. Best quarterback for SDSU that's ever come out of Watertown is? Uh, that's You're going to put me behind that. I wanted to see it's, if you'd say tie, something. It's a tie. It's a tie. Get out of here. Between Feldheim and Ryan Berry. Uh, it so is a distinctly different, different guys. It's so. a political season, isn't it? Okay, I'm gonna. who's the best radio guy to ever come out of here? Well, duh. Is that even a doubt? I've got three names in my head. Which one am I thinking? You've got three names in your head? I want to know what the other names are. Let's go to break. All right, very well. The John Stigelmeyer Radio Show continues from Cubby Sports Bar and Grill in just a moment. Jimmy Rogers is next on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Cubby Sports Bar and Grill is your sports headquarters with more than 50 TVs providing the area's best sports viewing environment, including the NFL Sunday Ticket, ESPN College Extra, NHL Center Ice, and other sports packages, plus daily food and drink specials, open to all ages daily at 11 and Saturdays at 10. Cubby Sports Bar and Grill, a Brookings original in downtown Brookings and a proud sponsor of the Jacks. Whether you're buying or selling your home, turn to the dedicated team of professionals at Century 21, Krogman & Company. Century 21 is a proud member of Jack's home team and is the preferred real estate partner of Jackrabbit Athletics. Check them out today at century21brookings.com. Or for more information on Jack's home team, visit gojacks.com slash home team. When it comes to selecting your seed corn partner, we know you've got a choice to make. At Wiffle's Hybrids, we've made a choice too. A choice to remain independent. A choice to remain farm family owned. A choice to stay American. So, 
when it's time for you to make your choice, make a statement. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. Spend more moments in the moment, not in pain, with orthopedics and sports medicine care from Sanford Health. Our team is here to help you overcome joint issues, athletic injuries, and anything else holding you back. Experience care available when you need it, treatment options that go beyond the expected, and a plan that is made just for you. So together, we can find your way forward. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. Another season of women's and men's college sports is underway. Follow your alma mater or favorite team in their pursuit of the prestigious Learfield Directors Cup at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. Trophies will be awarded in June 2023 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. Family owned since 1975, WW Tire has built its business through exceptional customer service. From eight locations across South Dakota and a large servicing area in the surrounding states, WW Tire provides you with high quality tires and their technicians can assist with any automotive servicing need. WW Tire also offers a wide selection of truck and ag tires and have several service trucks in the area to help service all of your agriculture and trucking needs. WW Tire is a proud sponsor of Jackrabbit Athletics, always delivering fast and friendly service. Welcome back inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for this, the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show. It's presented in part by First Bank and Trust. Let's be real. You earn, you save, you plan, and you protect. First Bank and Trust offers smart and savvy financial solutions for where you are now and where you want to go. It's First Bank and Trust, real banking, real easy, a member FDIC. I'm Tyler Merriam, and with us this week, the defensive coordinator of the Jackrabbit football team, an SDSU alum and former player as well. Please welcome Jimmy Rogers, everybody. Jim, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being down here. And we were joking before the break. I think we can tell a little inside story here that you and I uh, talk every week. Uh, you meet with uh, our broadcast crew. We're so appreciative of that time. And we kind of go through some of the logistics and whatnot. We were talking about the injury list, and, and you said, as long as we got Bach, everything's all right. And then five plays into the yeah. game, Bach gets hurt. I think we jinxed each other on I that know. deal. Yeah. I saw him in the bathroom. He said, how's everybody doing? I said, yeah, we'll be all right. We still got Bach. And then five plays into it, didn't have Bach. So uh, we'll still be fine. We got good players on the team. And I believe in the guys that are going to jump into that role. They played the whole game pretty much. And there was no drop-off. So I'm excited for those guys. I do want to talk about Adam Bach, though, because I don't think people understand how special of a young man he is. Yeah, he's really special. I mean, he's super focused. He's a motivated kid. I don't have to do much to get him going. He's a perfectionist at what he does, and um, it's been special to coach him because when you say something, he takes it to heart, and he, he works at it consistently. And one thing that's maybe rare to him is that he never makes the same mistake twice uh, because he is a little anal on how it's supposed to be done and – there's an appreciation to the work that he puts into it. And uh, probably the one of the, if not the most explosive player that I've had the opportunity to coach, and I've coached some good ones. Let me ask you this. So it's a blanket question. I'll let you run with it however you want. This defense has put up some really good numbers this year. It's top ten in the country in a number of statistical categories. Why? I think it's a belief in the system. Um, I think guys are on edge because – 
they never know if they're going to be the one in. Um, it's been a unique season with the amount of injuries that we have. I mean, you would know better than me and how many different starters that we've had. 20, but who's counting? Um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a simplistic scheme. may look like more than what it is. Uh, it comes down to playing with great effort and being physical and the kids playing for one another, and we've done that this far. You brought up that point you just said, though, to us last Thursday. I thought it was a really interesting point in that you said because of some of the injuries, it's actually kind of had a reverse positive effect because everybody wants to prove their worth and they don't feel at ease because they don't know what's going to happen on the next snap. And it's almost sort of worked in your favor to some extent. Yeah, there's just so much communication on the field that has to happen between, you know, every snap from the whistle to the snap and then in, in process of the plays and I mean, if you have the opportunity to get in the game, the only way that you prove that you belong on the field is by doing it the right way. And uh, we've done a good job at recruiting on defense, and the depth has, is showing off a little bit. So I'm happy for that. I would love for the starters to be the guys that started off the season being healthy, being out there to see exactly where we could be at. In, but that's not the reality of where we're at, and we got to do it the best we can and believe in the kids that are on the field. And uh, Thus far, they haven't disappointed. We've given up some plays here and there, but the kids believe and keep fighting, and in the end, that's all that matters. It's been interesting, too, because how many times you've gone into a game because you and your staff spent so much time watching video from this year and previous years trying to get a handle on things. Then you go into a game, and the first series or two, you're getting all sorts of curveballs thrown at you because teams are going off what they normally do and have some early success, and then once you get a handle on things, things have changed. It's really kept you on your toes, though, those, few, uh, those first couple of series this year. Yeah, sometimes I don't wonder why I kill myself in the office <laughs> watching film because it's been adjusting, but that's what football is, and that's, that's the beauty in it. You've got to be able to adjust and move on the fly. Um, at times I wish the script was a little easier for us to follow initially, but uh, our kids do a really good job of focusing, and we talk about, potential adjustments prior to them happening just in case things do happen like the way they've had they've heard it before and then they can adjust rather than adjusting on the fly and being able to process that information in the heat of the battle especially when uh, I coach three guys that I don't get an opportunity to draw things for on the field they got to really know it and uh, that may be the bigger difference I you know I got Jesse Bobbitt who played for me who's able to relay the message to them, how I would relay it, used to relay it to him. And uh, for him to have, for, for myself to be able to coach Jesse, he kind of knows how I coach them. Um, and that's been huge. Savion Williamson, Peyton Schaefer both stepped up and, uh, and they had to play musical chairs at times on Saturday with what positions they were actually playing, but both performed very well for you in Grand Forks. Yeah, they did a really good job. I mean, those guys avoided for this opportunity. Uh, Peyton's been here with Christian and then Adam come along, came along and um, uh, we just have been really good at that position. I think nine years running, we've had an All-American at the middle linebacker position. So uh, it's hard to play that position. It's hard to get on the field of that position. Uh, but those guys have always stuck with the learning and what it takes to be great. And they just got the opportunity. And so I was excited for them. Um, I don't know if I've coached a player that has bounced from all three positions like Peyton Schaefer did. Uh, throughout the game and then being able to be so multiple. Uh, he really takes it serious on the knowledge of the game. I think that's his biggest thing is that he takes pride in learning all of it mentally and then being able to go show that he knows it. Uh, and he had the opportunity Saturday because he played all three positions. I just love watching this defense because, again, it's not one or two guys. You have some superstars on that team. 
but it's just the way that they all come together. And whether it's Gales or Reader or or it's it's uh, DePriest or anytime you need a play, somebody and it's not a guy who maybe made a play last week makes the play you need. Yeah, I think the group is just really close too, and they want to do it for each other, which is a big part of team chemistry and team success. Is uh, they don't want to just do it for each other or do it for the defense. They just want to do it for each other as a whole, you know, and I think that's special. It's, you know, led by uh, an unbelievable quarterback and unbelievable leaders like Landon. Um, so it's a team sport, and we're all in it together, and coaches included. No, we're not better than the players, and they're not better than us. It's a humble, humble experience to be a part of a program like this. And this is a fun week because you're back home after two big road wins, and it's Hobo Week. Yeah, Hobo Week's always fun. And, the, I mean, we don't only get to experience much of it, more so just the game, and we appreciate all you guys for coming out and appreciate all your uh, support thus far this season. I would say this. If you could bring a friend with you, it pays dividends, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just to have the crowd noise involved, and not just on third down, but throughout the entire game. Um, I think that you've seen that over the success that NDSU has had over the years when they can pack it. It's hard to play on offense. So, uh, if you guys can make it and bring a friend, we'd appreciate the support uh, because it does make an impact. Who has the best beard on the coaching staff? Uh, Coach Smith, not even close. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's—it's a little unfair though because of how much product he uses. Yeah, he—he he, and he picks it. He's got—he's got brushes he and gel and the whole deal. I can't grow a beard. I just don't like shaving, so I enjoy this part. Let's hear it for Jimmy Rogers, defensive coordinator, everybody. All right, when the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show continues, one of the co-captains, Landon Wolf, wide receiver, will join us. Stay tuned. This is the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show. We are live from Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Crabbit Athletics' very first corporate sponsor was DeSmet Farm Mutual Insurance Company. Over 40 years, they have continued their support of SDSU Athletics as well as SDSU Athletics and Rodeo. DeSmet Farm Mutual Insurance Company has provided farm, ranch, home, and auto insurance to fellow South Dakotans since 1916. The company's caring for others and love of traditions makes a great fit with South Dakota State University. Go big, go blue, go Jacks from DeSmet Farm Mutual Company of South Dakota. Here's to the locals, raised right here in the Western Corn Belt. The strong ones. We help them grow stronger, making world-class genetics, research, and technology local. The cutting-edge yet common-sense agronomy. The shake-em-up yields. Because we're born and raised here, too. And we'll keep raising the bar to ensure you only get the best at Hogemeyer. Raised local, raised right here. Learn more at therightseed.com. Look at Sarah. Did you know she's royalty? Mm-hmm. You can tell by the way she carries herself. Or maybe it's the crown and blue sable robe. That's it. That's how you know she's been to Royal River Casino, where you make the rule. Need some palace intrigue? Come to Royal River Casino, where you can play, stay, and get away. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant decal brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with decal. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Today's agriculture demands expertise, and no lender delivers more ag expertise than Farm Credit Services of America. More than simply having the financial products and services you need to do business, we have the knowledge and commitment to help grow your business. From financing the next season to growing the next generation, we work to achieve your goals. We're Farm Credit Services of America. Call 800-884-FARM. Agriculture works here. Did you know that the 3M Brookings plant is 3M's first and largest healthcare manufacturing facility and has been in Brookings for over 50 years? Here in Brookings, 3M applies science to life by bringing quality, dependable products to healthcare facilities, manufacturing sites, and homes around the world. Plus, they offer their employees great starting wages and benefits including medical, vision, dental, 401k match, and more from day one. Come join the 3M Brookings team by applying online at www.3m.com backslash careers dash US. That's the sound of my guitar saying wow, like wow, Delta Dental has the nation's largest network of dentists. And wow, they cover you all across the US. No hidden costs. Budget-friendly plans fit for everybody. A bunch of metalheads with healthy smiles. Delta Dental of South Dakota. Long live smile power. Back inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill and more of our John Stigelmeyer radio show. And our friends here at Cubby's want to remind you about the downtown trick or treat. Of course, Halloween a week from tonight, but the downtown trick or treat is this Thursday. So Thursday from 4 until 7, you can come downtown. Cubby's will be a part of the trick or treating event, by the way. If you have not yet, little ones can come here and they can guess the weight of the big pumpkin. One dollar per opportunity to guess the weight, and the winner will be announced uh, at that event as well. Proceeds go to the kids' farm safety. And don't forget Saturday with the Hobo Day Parade, kegs and eggs. It'll start at 8 a.m., and the rooftop will be open. It's a great place to watch the parade if you haven't decided where you'll take all that in. Cubbies, Sports Bar, and Grill, and it's your chance to win. If you're listening, be the third caller right now. Win a $10 gift card to Cubbies. The number is 605-696-7978. A $10 gift card. Deutsch, put your phone down. 605-696-7978. Be the caller and win yourself a $10 gift card. All right, our guest here, he was with us last year, but uh, we were lucky enough with his unfortunate situation to come back for another year. We get to have him again. So welcome the pride of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Landon Wolf, everybody. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. How are you, Landon? I'm doing well. I'm happy you're back. I wish you were healthy last year. We didn't have to go through this a second time, but it's one of those things. Tell me about uh, what last year was like, coming here, waiting it out, having your opportunity and then going down early and missing the rest of the year. What was that like for you last season? Uh, it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, so I came in January and watched the team go all the way to the championship and was excited to be a part of another run. And 
got hurt in the first game, but really was just like devastated. I never missed time. I'd never missed any games at Oklahoma State when I was there. So really just an unfamiliar situation, but really just wanted to be as good of a teammate as I could be in the midst of my own injury. So, um, yeah. And because you played in the fall at Oklahoma State, you had to watch the spring season for SDSU. They wouldn't let you duel, which is unfortunate. We would have loved to have had you landed. Yeah. But uh, so you miss all last fall, and yet when the team gets together and votes captains, you who have played one quarter at SDSU get voted a team captain. That's a tremendous honor in general, specifically, yes, absolutely, specifically what you had to deal with. Tell me what went through your mind when you were told you were voted one of the captains. Um, it, it was an honor, you know, I didn't expect it, but I do see myself as a leader in, in certain rooms and I feel like it's my responsibility as somebody that's older and being now a seventh year guy that it's my, it's, 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 it's important for me to be able to be a big brother, be a mentor, help people miss steps that I may have missed when I was younger. So it, it was an honor. I wasn't expecting it at all, but I'm happy. Okay. You mentioned maybe some steps you've missed along the way, but you had some great mentors along the way as well. Who kind of set the table for you and were those leaders that you followed growing up? Um, man, growing up, I had, I had a lot of good coaches. I would say coaches, people that played coach roles, but also father roles and just showed us how to be men. So um, my coach Marquise taught me from all the way when I was five and then coached me again when I was in high school was a big person and we're still really close to this day. So people like that really inspired me to be able to want to give back like he did. And you told me you're going to have uh, your mom will be up here on Saturday, right? Yeah, she will be. Yeah, making the trip from Tulsa, which yep. is a drive. A big drive. It's about 10 hours or so. I've driven it before. It's, it takes a little time. And you have a sister. Yeah. And she is how many years older than you? 18. 18 years older than you. Yep. Well, congratulations. <laughs> All right. So health-wise, you got out in the Alaris Center first time in a few weeks. Didn't get to play a whole lot, but at least you got back out there, right? Yeah. No, I felt good. I was excited to play and sweat a little bit in warm-ups and get out there and be in the environment. So it was a good time. How do you miss feel? It. Good. Um, just excited to be back out there, trying to be as patient as possible, but um, excited to play. Okay, it's one thing to put on the bravado and the happy face, you yourself, but how have your teammates handled this? How much of a help are they to you when you're trying to get back into the lineup and get healthy? Super, super cool. Um, Coach Rogers touched on it just about the, the closeness of the team, and I think, like, I think everybody, every team says that, but I think it's not cliche. Like, if you come into the training room every week, there's people in there that are beat up from the game or from practice. There's injuries that happen, and a whole bunch of people that aren't injured, and they're checking on people. Hey, how you doing? How's it feeling today? How's, how are you doing with it mentally? And just making jokes and keeping the room as light as possible. So I think that pays a lot of dividends when it comes to coming back from games when we're down and just playing for each other. So I think that tells a lot about the team. Okay, be honest with me. The first time that you, coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, heard the words Hobo Day, did you have any idea what we were talking about? No idea. No idea. <laughs> now, now you got a handle on it, though. Yeah, I have a little bit more understanding. All right, all right. We're letting the beard grow a little bit, at least down here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, let's start with the wide receivers group. Who has the best Hobo Day, Hobo Week, Hobo Month beard in the position group? Canyon Bauer. Canyon Bauer. Why? He's been had a beard, so he's kind of cheating, but his is extra long this month. <laughs> okay. Who has the worst in the receiver's room? Uh-huh. Uh, Devin Cole Jr. D. Cole. Why? It's just patchy. It's not, it's not there yet. <laughs> he's got to wait a couple more years. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the entire team. Who's the best? Josh Barai, running back. He's a, I think he's a freshman or sophomore, but he has a full grown man beard, so 
he's way ahead of the curve. Who's worst? Charlie Miller, our trainer. He has no facial hair. I want a player. I don't want Charlie. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of somebody I'll talk. Oh, it's political <laughs> season again, isn't it? All right, so so this is year, what, 24 in school for you? Seven. <laughs> yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Okay, academically, your degree is in? Sociology. Okay, and now we're going to school to add to that? I'm, I'm done. So it's So I graduated in three years at Oklahoma State, yep. and then I got three minors and started two different master's programs, ended up switching to a third. And I finished my master's in December here and walked in May, and I've just been taking classes since January to not in graduate hours to be eligible, so doing what I got to do. What are you taking? <laughs> um, all of my stuff is just based around community, and okay. so I want to do stuff in Tulsa when, when I'm leaving here. So That's my next question. Yeah. What's the next step for Landon Wolf? Yeah, um, I just want to get back to my community in Tulsa. There's a lot of people that gave back in small ways and in big ways, and um, there's just a lot of need in Tulsa, so being able to go back and kind of get back to the place that, that raised me and that gave me so much is, is really important to me, so that's, what's, that's what I'm looking forward to after football. Best part of Brookings? My teammates. The people here, you got a great crowd. They're very supportive of you. Anything to say to them? Man, I appreciate y'all. It's good to see y'all. It's good to see how much support and love that everybody has for this show, let alone the team itself, so we love y'all. It's here for Landon Wolf, everybody. Thank you, Landon. Thank you. All right, when the John Stigelmeyer radio show continues, the namesake of the show himself, Coach Stig, returns. We'll recap the win over North Dakota and preview Indiana State. We'll take your questions as well. Stay tuned. We're live from Cubby Sports Bar and Grill on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors rated number one in durability and owner experience. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Visit one of your local South Dakota Kubota dealers today. No matter what kind of vehicle you're looking for, your Northland Ford dealers have you covered with exclusive offers on top-notch cars, trucks, and SUVs for every kind of lifestyle. Like the Ford F-150, a beast with brains that makes even the toughest tasks look easy. Or the Ford Explore and Escape, SUVs that the whole family can appreciate. Plus, the Ford Bronco Sport, an SUV built for thrill-seekers and outdoor enthusiasts. Visit your Northland Ford dealers today to find a great deal on the perfect one for you. Let's be real. You work. You worry. You wait. You wonder. These are the challenges of life on the farm. As a community bank, First Bank understands this rural reality. We're big enough to help ag producers grow for the future and small enough to get to know you right now. Our ag bankers have ag backgrounds, which means we'll help you work through the tough years and make the most of the great ones. First Bank and Trust. Real banking, real easy. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. Some people say that at Wiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because of staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant Wiffle's. 
SDSU Jackrabbit Athletics' very first corporate sponsor was DeSmet Farm Mutual Insurance Company. Over 40 years, they have continued their support of SDSU Athletics as well as SDSU Athletics and Rodeo. DeSmet Farm Mutual Insurance Company has provided farm, ranch, home, and auto insurance to fellow South Dakotans since 1916. The company's caring for others and love of traditions makes a great fit with South Dakota State University. Go big, go blue, go Jacks from DeSmet Farm Mutual Company of South Dakota. Spend more moments in the moment, not in pain, with orthopedics and sports medicine care from Sanford Health. Our team is here to help you overcome joint issues, athletic injuries, and anything else holding you back. Experience care available when you need it, treatment options that go beyond the expected, and a plan that is made just for you. So together, we can find your way forward. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. We're live inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. This is the John Stiglmeyer Radio Show. The top-ranked SDSU football team won its seventh consecutive game, moving its mark to 7-1 and one on Saturday inside the Alaris Center in Grand Forks as the Jackrabbits, who trailed 14-0 and 21-7, rattled off 35 unanswered points and pulled away from UND on the road 49-35. I'm Tyler Merriam alongside the head coach of SDSU, John Stiglmeyer. We'll get to the game in the moment. But you get ready for the game with the scout teamers. Then you highlight those who played in the game with our players of the week. Would you like to share those with us, Coach? I would. I would. The scout team offense is Dave Alper is a tight end. Scout defense, Noah Jessup, a defensive end. And the scout special teams, Jalen Lee, a true freshman corner. Offense, big guy, Zach Hines, uh, little guy, Jaden Yonke. And then uh, the uh, offensive player of the week in the conference was Mark Gronowski, but he wasn't ours on our team. Uh, defense is Dyshawn Gale, special teams is Jaden Yonke, so he's honored twice. And uh, Peyton Schaefer, uh, Jimmy talked about him, was our effort guy. All right, it's 14-0 UND, it's 21-7 UND. What went wrong early in the game or what got corrected as the game went along? Because things certainly changed as this game continued. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, we were on our heels a little bit, I would say, on offense, defensively. Uh, they made some plays. They understood uh, maybe how we play defense and drew up the best play, which means that you have to be a little better in that scenario. I mean, the first long pass to the tight end uh, to to know that the corner had a man-to-man uh, -man to fake block and go was good. Um, you know, that's the kind of team they are. Uh, a lot of variety in their offense. If anybody that watched it, you you tried to you know just. Uh, explain it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that offense. And, and then our quarterback's a great player. Uh, you know, we, we believed in our openers. We didn't get a first down. And so you punt and you, you get a, uh, you don't block the guy in the punt and he picks it up and runs it down to the 10 yard line or whatever. A lot of momentum there. And we'd already talked about how we responded. That was, was really special. Now I told him in, in, at the end of the game, it sure be nice to not go through that because you're costing me some years of my life. But uh, uh, they, they assured me they're going to try to not uh, put us in that situation. You talk about UND's offense, there's already a lot of gimmicks in there to begin with, and then when plays break down, Tommy Schuster, the North Dakota quarterback, is so elusive, and he's just elusive, because some guys can get away from pressure, then they take off and run. Schuster does such a good job of keeping his eyes downfield, and, and there were a number of times during that game where he breaks away from multiple sacks, and then just holds the ball behind the line, buys, buys, buys time, 
and then more times than not would find a completion. And it wasn't always a 30-yard completion, but just finding a way to make a negative into a positive, and that's hard to do. A, a couple things with him. Uh, you know, you, you talk about the game slowing down for a player, so it's like everybody else is running around, but it's slow motion for him. I got to believe football's like that for him. He knows it's covered, hit the back. He knows I got a chance. I'm going to scramble around. Uh, the second thing is I was amazed we had sacked him five times. I didn't think we sacked him once <laughs> as, as much as he ran around. But So that we had once, they sacked us once. We had five on him. He is a great football player. Uh, will he be an NFL guy? I, I don't think so, but, man, is he a good college player. But North Dakota in its first six games had the fewest turnovers of anyone in the FCS. They committed three all year, and you forced three, plus the over on downs, which, by the way, I think Stalbert's vertical was about eight and a half feet on that because he was way up into the sky uh, in the Alaris Center to knock that pass down. But to force as many turnovers as you did, it's significant in general, but particularly against a team that takes as good of care of a football as this North Dakota unit does. Yeah, and, and uh, the first one turned into a touchdown. The second one prevented them getting mo momentum and points at the end. And how about that second one? Malik Lofton is 5'10", getting inside position and literally out-jumping 6'4", Garrett Mogg for the football. Yeah, they, they call it a 50-50 ball. I think for them it was a 70-30, and <laughs> Malik made the play. And he made a great play on a post later on when he should yeah. have uh, post help, and, and we didn't get back on that. So uh, really, really big plays the the the, uh, the tackle and the punch it out Quentin Hicks knocking it out was huge to get the ball bam 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 like that so those are those are uh, impactful in the game and then from a special team standpoint let's talk about the positive and and the big positive is Jaden Yonke and Yonke not only has your longest kick return of the year of 28 yards but that punt return in general a punt return of that length is impressive but we counted on the replay at least seven individuals had a chance to make that tackle, and whether Jaden just broke it, made a miss, whatever, works his way through all that traffic and ends up with a terrific return of 58 yards that set up what turned out to be the, the game-winning score. Yeah, unbelievable play, and, and credit uh, our, our punt block or punt return team for doing a good job of blocking initially. And then it's kind of a free-for-all. Guys are running into each other and slipping and trying to tackle them. And I, I was disappointed he didn't get in, I think I said this, uh, because it was such a great return, but it did set up a touchdown. On the flip side of things, I know that you're not thrilled with how things went from your punt unit's perspective. Well, three different errors by three different guys. You know, the first one, uh, we didn't block the guy. And, and I asked him, and he was confused in his rule. So we got that corrected. The second one, they bring two guys and they block the punt because they wanted it more than us. And that, you know, you're not going to win football games if there's people on the field that you don't want it more than your opponent. And then the, the third one, the one for the touchdown, we, again, we didn't block a guy. In fact, we put our hands on his back and almost helped him go in, and then we watched him block the punt. So uh, I was really really disappointed for Michael Drotsman. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities, and he was going to get a punt off, and, and we don't we don't block it. So, uh, so it was a little sloppy. leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I told that to the team. We want on the road in a hostile environment against a ranked team, and we can play so much better. Let's, let's feel good about it and correct the errors. One thing that really stood out to me is, again, your team, especially the last few weeks, had been winning games by in the third quarter, dominating time of possession, essentially breaking the opponent's back with these long drives and just churning up the clock. You only had the ball for 23 minutes and 38 seconds. Now, you were one of the top 10 teams in the country entering Saturday in time of possession. You're rattling off 34, 35 minutes a game with the ball. You had it for 23, 38, but you put up 49 points because of how you did it. 
that speaks volumes about being able to win a game multiple ways. It does. Uh, you know, I, I'm, the losing coach looks at all that stuff and says we should have won. The winning coach says we had more points. Uh, and I love Bub, Bubba Schweiger, their head coach. I really do. He's a good, good friend. Bottom line is we had uh, a punt return down there. We had a fumble recovery down there. We had an onside kick that went down to the 10. Six, six. I mean, you're not going to use four minutes to go 10 yards. And so that's part of the reason. Again, find a way to get points. And we've had other games when we had big plays like last year where the time of possession didn't look like we should have won the game. We won big because of the, the big plays. Yeah, it is rare for a point per play or more average, and you scored 49 points on 47 plays. Mark Gronowski was the Missouri Valley Offensive Player of the Week because he scored five touchdowns, three passing, two rushing, and he told us afterwards he was very upset because he wanted to give Jaden a touchdown pass and on the throw back to him, and he jumps over Gus Miller. He said, I shouldn't have jumped so high because maybe then I could have kept my feet and gotten into the end zone. He said that. <laughs> uh, we got to lower his uh, confidence. <laughs> his humility is, uh, needs, needs to check in. Uh, what a great player. What a great game. Uh, what a great leader. Uh, you know, I, 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 he's a special kid just all around, just like Landon, just like a lot of our guys. Amar Johnson steps in with Isaiah Davis being out, and Johnson's numbers aren't flashy in totality because, again, he only had so many opportunities. But he averaged over five yards a carry, 14 for 71. He had a touchdown, and he had even a more impressive touchdown that was called back on one of the 277 reviews we had on that particular game. Yeah, um, that was uh, record-setting reviews. <laughs> I, I talked to each official. I said, is this guy getting paid overtime? What's going on? <laughs> uh, the best part of Amar was, you know, they, had this, they get this defense, odd defense, where they can bring four linebackers, three guys up front. So he, he's checking all the time. Did a phenomenal job of picking up blocks. Uh, blitzing linebackers, and that's why one of the reasons they only sacked us one time. And let's be honest about this. That was something going into the year that your staff had said, and you as well, is that that's an area he needed to improve upon, was picking up blitzers. And from the first game this year, he did that really well. So that's something he's worked on very hard, and it's showing. All right, you know, first of all, give credit to his coach to put him in those situations, to teach him the rules. And then uh, he does some one-on-ones against our linebackers and has gotten better every week. Those days are done now based on how beat up we are. We do very little physical stuff. But uh, he really he really showed up on, on the pass block. We talked about Jaden's punt return, but uh, those five receptions, I mean, at least three of them are highlight reel grabs. He had a terrific day catching the football. Well, that the one uh, the, the one on the sidelines where he got one foot in, I thought that ball was going up in the stands. Yeah. And he went up and got that. Uh, that, that was impressive. And then the, the post in the middle where he went up and got it, uh, he's, he's, he had a special game. Isaiah Stalbert had eight tackles, one of them for a loss, broke up a pass like we talked about on fourth down, recovers a fumble that Savion uh, kind of held the uh, the individual up, and then Quentin Hicks knocks it free. And Stalbert, as another guy who's bounced around, he's played safety, he's played linebacker, and you guys do somewhat assimilate those positions at times, but still, Stalbert's playing a variety of roles for you and doing it at a very high level. He is. He's a, he's a really good uh, student athlete, uh, really good athlete on the field. To be able to play sandbacker, linebacker, and then safety, distinctly different jobs, uh, really says a lot about him. And another guy that always has a smile on his face and just loves to be part of this team. Quentin Hicks had a forced fumble we just talked about, came up with a sack, had a quarterback hurry. I thought that was his best game of the season. It was. It was. And, and uh, you know, they had they almost had twice as many plays as we had, so we had to play a lot of D linemen or had the opportunity to play a lot. So he, I think he got a few more reps 
probably than he normally does. But, you know, pass rushing is, is more his forte. He can play the run, but he's, he's really gifted in terms of pass rush. But, again, with how you guys set things up defensively with that front four and rotating so many guys out, to have to rotate is not a big deal because you do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's the system. It's, a, it's the process. And, and uh, our guys, when they get run on the field, we know they're going to go full speed. What were you happiest with on Saturday? Just uh, the maturity and not not uh, panicking, uh, you know. Guys supporting each other, uh, you know. Guys, you guys make mistakes and, and and guys getting their heads up. I just again, this is a a different team than we've had. They've all been great. They've all been special. This one's different. Not better, uh, but it's different. Is there a postulate this week? There is. There is. It's called the Mike Barber postulate. Some people are familiar with Mike Barber. He was uh, a, a linebacker for us in my uh, as an assistant, and uh, so I was able to coach him some. And uh, Mike, in his, the, the story about him as a player, he tore his ACL as a senior and played with it. Nobody does that. We've had two guys do that, he and Matt Anderson. But his deal was he came and talked to me one summer, and he, his, his deal was uh, the guys on his team were more interested in how many – what the hourly wage was for the summer job rather than what's a job to just get by and become better as a football player. And so every summer going into the summer, I talk about the Mike Barber postulate and that the summer isn't to make a bunch of money, right? You've got a lifetime to do that. It's really a time to bond and become become a, a better better football player. And our guys have bought into that. Instead of being out in the sun and construction jobs and stuff, they're, they're doing some things that aren't as tough on their body. And, and, and Mike Barber is a great friend of our program, remains a great friend, and, and one of those guys that I can say I love him and, and I don't flinch. The Mike Barber postulate. That's yeah. pretty good on uh, coming up on the 30 days of the shaving permit to have the Barber postulate here. That's well done. That's why you did it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. The John Stigelmeyer Radio Show continues. We'll answer your questions, preview Indiana State. It is Hobo Day on Saturday, 2 o'clock, the kick at Data J. Dical Stadium. Stick around. You're listening to the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. understand more than just seed because it takes more than just seed to succeed out there. They deliver high-end genetics and the latest trait technologies, plus a whole lot more. Crop Plan brand seed retailers know how to fertilize, protect, and optimize the performance of each hybrid in your specific agronomic environment. They've done the research it takes to get winning results in your fields. Maximize your potential and choose Crop Plan brand seed this year. Find the seed you need for every acre and your local retailer at CropPlan.com. Go big, go blue, go jacks. Farmers, is your tillage tool flexible enough to give you winning results in both the spring and fall? With on-the-fly blade angle adjustment from 0 to 19 degrees, the Summers VRT Renegade does it all in the field, whether it's chopping corn stalks, fine-tuning a seedbed, or anything in between. Go to SummersMFG.com or visit your local dealer to learn more about the versatile VRT Renegade and other field-tested tough equipment from Summers Manufacturing. When it comes to choosing a Medicare Advantage plan, blue is affordable, blue is convenient, blue is staying healthy. And now, blue is Medicare Advantage from Wellmark Advantage Health Plan. All-in-one plans including medical and drug coverage, plus health benefits like dental, vision, hearing, fitness, and more. With plans that will fit your budget. Compare plans at wellmarkadvantage.com. Wellmark Advantage Health Plan is a PPO plan with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Wellmark Advantage Health Plan depends on contract renewal. Every shot, every score, every goal. 
We cover it all so you can sit back and take it all in like the super fan you are. Analysis, play-by-play, the inside story. Get ready to watch it, stream it, get into it. It's game on, Midco Sports. The true teammate takes on every day with a winner's attitude, gets up when they fall down, and leaves it all on the field. There's a group of teammates who do all these things every single day. But they're more than your typical athlete. They're kids dealing with life-altering diagnoses. Team Impact pairs these kids with college athletic teams as part of a two-year program, getting them off the sideline and into the game. The collegiate student-athletes gain a new teammate, a new friend, and a new perspective. For more information, visit TeamImpact.org. Team Impact, all in, all together. Brookings Health System is a rural leader in surgical robot integration. We give patients local access to robotic surgery to help them recover quickly near home. Patients receive the best of both worlds, the most advanced technological care delivered by experienced surgeons and a skilled staff who treat patients like family. Find your robotic surgery specialist at brookingshealth.org robotics. Whether you're buying or selling your home, turn to the dedicated team of professionals at Century 21, Krogman & Company. Century 21 is a proud member of Jack's Home Team and is the preferred real estate partner of Jackrabbit Athletics. Check them out today at century21brookings.com or for more information on Jack's Home Team, visit gojacks.com slash home team. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. We welcome you back to downtown Brookings and Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for this, the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show. I'm Tyler Merriam alongside the head coach of SDSU, Stig himself, as we look forward to Hobo Day, Saturday afternoon. Two o'clock is the kickoff as SDSU welcomes in the Sycamores of Indiana State. It is Hobo Day on Saturday, and I'm reminded of the first Hobo Day that John Stigelmeyer was the head coach for South Dakota State. It was 1997, and the Jackrabbits defeated St. Cloud State on a Hail Mary on the last play of the game. Uh, Noel Boucher threw it, if memory serves, and it was caught by one of the brothers. Uh, I think it was Brock Barron. Brock Barron made the catch. And then speaking of brothers... My brother jumped the, the yeah, out, of, out of the stands, and I was just kneeling, kind of taking it in, and he tackled me and laid on top of me and was screaming and yelling. He doesn't get out of the house much, and so he was pretty excited. But uh, 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 a, a dear memory, a dear, a, a really special memory. He passed away early in, in life and, and was a great mentor of mine, and so that's a, I'll, I'll never forget that time. So. He, he was flat for a blindside block, wasn't he? Uh, I, I penalized him. <laughs> Uh, Hobo Day, it's, it's, it's special to you. There's so many things that's special about, uh, you know, the, I think about traditions, right? Because when you're a place, 
you know, a lot of coaches go three years, then five years, and, you know, and, and being having been here 35 years, being a student here, the tradition of Hobo Day, it, it, it means a ton to me. You know, the fact that people come back because they love their university. That's enough for me. And, and then they support the football program. Uh, there's a Hobo Day run that the, we started years ago, and FCA runs it now. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of special things. I haven't seen a parade for a long, 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 long time. But uh, uh, you know what? That's interesting because I think in the old days, the parades were Division One when they had the old uh, rickety deals. And now they're maybe not Division One. But uh, I'm going to take some heat for that statement. I was going to say, so. Matty Kerr's listening. We're all in trouble. <laughs> Matty, that's John Stinglemeyer, S-T-I-E-G-E-L. M-E-I-E-R. A couple of questions. When can the team kicking the onside kick initiate contact with the receiving team? After the ball goes 10 yards. So Dyshawn got an ear hold. He came across the line, so it, it probably happened faster. You know, our coaches are very subjective, and they watch the film and say it's obviously not uh, 10 yards, and I don't, I don't think based on our quality of film I can say that. They have other film. They have the Midco film and stuff, and their guy obviously reviewed that and, and said uh, it was legal. So, Clarifying now, the ball goes 10 yards or the individuals involved go 10 yards? The ball has to go 10 yards. Once it goes 10 yards, it's, it's live. To, meaning our team should have a chance to catch it. You can't go hit them uh, right away. How do you continue to have such great success even with all of your injuries? Uh, you know, I, I reference this just about every day, uh, uh, and I don't mean to mock the question. I'm not doing that. We believe in our players, and so uh, I, I think if you watch our coaching staff, if somebody goes down, nobody's hanging their head. Nobody's, nobody's. Uh, they're grabbing a guy and telling him you're ready. And at case in point, when when Isaiah went down uh, a week ago, I went to Amar and I said, "You're gonna, you, 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 you got, you're the guy." And he, you know, he got, I got you, coach. I got you. And he did have me. He did have the team, and so. Believe in your players. They feel that, and and they will perform. They will always, always uh, outperform what you think they can do. Remember, Amar claims that you told him you do you. Yeah, that's right. Remember, that's what Amar that's claims. That's the only that time said. I've thought that, so <laughs> what he said you do you. Well, let me tell you, it's been a great joke among us on the Jack Rabbit Sports Network broadcast team that just you do you, coach, you do you. Let's talk about Indiana State. Won its opener against a non-division one. It has since lost six in a row, but beyond just a one and six record, let's look at their Missouri Valley schedule. They open the year at Northern Iowa, lose by six. Host then number one North Dakota State, lose by five. Go to Youngstown State, lose by six. Host Illinois State, lose by six. So they're 0-4 in the Valley, but every Valley game has been decided by a single score. They're not getting run out of the uh, facility every week. Right, and, and those situations, that, that setup uh, has them thinking, we're going to win one of these. Yeah. We, we can win these. We could have won these. You know, uh, coach is showing them, make this play, and we win this football game. And so they're going to come in here with a ton of confidence. They're going to come in here with a, a chance to play the number one team in the nation and make a statement. And so we have to be ready. In fact, they told their guys t today, we need to be 1-0 tonight in the walkthrough and then tomorrow in practice and not worry about all this bracketology and whatever that stuff's called and uh, take care of every, one day at a time. Indiana State on offense, very deep at wide receiver. Matter of fact, it's interesting when you look, about 80% of their completions go to wide receivers. By comparison, you're about 67% go to wide receivers. So they use their receivers a lot, and it's understandably so. The best guy is Dante Hendricks, 32 catches, 17 yards per 
He's twice been All-Valley, and he's caught 100 yards and passes three consecutive games. Well, anytime you have a receiver that's averaging 70, 17 yards a carry, he's a dynamic player. Yeah. And it's just not a deep ball. He's catching the ball and making people miss. And so we'll be aware of where he's at. Their, their young quarterback does a really nice job with the ball and running the offense. I, I, honestly, I think they, 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 initially they want to run the football as you watch their offense. Again, I don't watch game tape. I watch... Uh, uh, cut-ups, but uh, they're a good, again, a good football team. They had a quarterback, Gavin Screws, who was hurt in the fourth game of the year, so they've started Cade Chambers the last three. Chambers, seven touchdowns, one interception, and that one pick was the last play of the game in Illinois State, where, or against Illinois State, I should say, where he's thrown into the end zone to try to win the football game on the last play, and it gets picked. So he's done a phenomenal job of being efficient at quarterback. Yeah, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm certain their program is much like ours, you know, uh, I don't like the term next man up, but that's the, that's the situation for him. And, and he's making, uh, making uh, uh, he's doing a good job with his opportunity. What do you make of Indiana State defensively? I think they're very athletic up front. I don't think it. I know it. Uh, their linebackers are physical guys. Uh, their secondary, I think, is, is, is very good. Uh, I think they want to be uh, like Iowa in the sense that this is our base. This is what we do against Pike. Formation. This is what we go do against Twins formation. And you beat us. We're not going to beat us by doing too much stuff. They'll run the cross blitz. They'll run a, a double blitz off the edge. But for the most part, they want to play base defense and, and, and do their job. And I, I, I like that because that's my background. And similar to what Bach means to SDSU at middle linebacker, Jeffrey Brown means to Indiana State. He has 63 tackles already, which is by far the most on the team. Again, he's in a position that he should make plays both sides but he's a really good football player, uh, explosive like Bach. And I was watching the Purdue game, and, and they handed the ball off, and he literally ran down Purdue's running back for a loss of yards, so you know he's got a lot of talent. All right, so Hobo Day coming up on Saturday, 2 o'clock the kick. A South Dakota State welcome Indiana State in. This will be the first time you take the field in Brookings as the number one team in the country, and I know uh, tickets are going very well right now. The uh, the flash sale has gotten great response so far. If you don't have tickets yet, jackrabbittickets.com. Don't mess around, but it sounded like we'll have an excellent crowd on Saturday, and they'll make a big difference uh, rooting for the yellow and blue. Uh, Jimmy hit on it, or players hit on it. Uh, it, it. It makes a huge difference to, to walk out and not even have noise, but to see the stands full or close to full. It's motivating. It's honoring. And I, I am guessing maybe our players might expect that after the last three home games and have, being homecoming. But love to have the fans show up and then and then come to impact the game like uh, the North Dakota State or the North Dakota fans did. Well, it should be a lot of fun on Saturday on Hobo Day again. Two o'clock, the kickoff as SDSU plays host to the Sycamores of Indiana State. Coach, enjoy Hobo Day. Good luck, and we'll see you back here in seven days. Sounds good. Thanks, Tom. He's the head coach of SDSU, John Stigelmeyer. I'm Tyler Merriam. We appreciate Landon Wolf, Jimmy Rogers, for joining us as well. Again, 2 o'clock to kick. Our radio coverage starts at noon throughout the Jackrabbit Sports Network as South Dakota State hosts Indiana State as the number one team of the country takes the field this Saturday at 2 at Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. The John Stiegelmeyer Show, presented by Cubby Sports Bar and Grill, a Brookings original, and your Jackrabbit headquarters. Also brought to you in part by First Bank and Trust, because everyone should play hard and bank easy. And by Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at Sanford Health. Health lives here. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Jackrabbit Sports Network. Thank <laughs> you.